Our featured scripture for this evening, as I mentioned at the beginning of our worship service, comes from John chapter 13, verses 1 through 12 and 31 through 35. A story taken from John's version of the Last Supper that Jesus spent with his disciples. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them till the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he came from God and was going to God, he got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share in me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned the table, he said to them, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. People of God, may the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior be with you tonight and always. Amen. You've probably figured out by now that I'm recording these worship videos ahead of time. They're not being live streamed. And this one is no different. I'm actually recording this one on Wednesday late afternoon. You can see behind me in the windows that the sunlight is streaming in. And even though this will be for the evening of Monday, Thursday, the evening as things are starting to get a little bit darker in, in the world around us as, as nightfall is coming. And we think about what was going on in our story, the Last Supper. Perhaps it's hard to picture it now with daylight around me, but that's the setting of what we have read. The Last Supper that Jesus spends with his disciples. And as we hear in the night in which he was betrayed, I don't know about you, but I can't even hear that phrase in the night in which he was betrayed or think about what we heard from John's gospel about how Jesus knows that he's going to be betrayed and how the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas to betray him. We know that's coming. Yes, there's this time that Jesus will spend with his disciples. He will spend this opportunity showing them what servant love looks like when he takes on the role of a slave and he gets down and he washes the dirt the dust from their feet 
It's very close, very intimate thing. He's not doing a very good job of social distancing, but hey, it's Jesus. What are you going to do? He's taking this opportunity to spend time with them and to show them an example. And he even says that to them. Do you know what I've done for you? He tells them, you should do likewise. But after this time that they spend together, this time in which we also know that Jesus institutes Holy Communion, we don't hear about it in John's Gospel, but we know that presence, that, that opportunity that comes about in the other Gospels there at the Last Supper. And as we hear in those words, every time we share in Holy Communion, in the night in which he was betrayed, all of that is to say, this is what's coming, and Jesus knows it. After this period is over, after this time that goes on, they leave the, the room, the upper room where they are. They leave the city. They go out across the Kidron Valley, and they go into the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is where we hear of Jesus' anguish. that He withdraws from the rest of the disciples. He's off by himself, and he's experiencing so much anxiety for what he knows is about to happen that he's literally sweating blood. This is where we see the human aspect of Jesus on full display in this instance when he, we hear and we see from the narrative that he doesn't want to go through what he knows is coming. He prays to, G, to, to the Lord. He prays to God the Father, Lord, let this cup pass from my lips, and yet not my will, but yours be done. All of this focuses in to help us realize that Jesus knew what was coming. And Jesus seemed to be, maybe mourning would be the right word. In either way, he's feeling the anxiety. He's feeling the emotion. That human side of him seems to be coming through in what we hear from the narrative. I continue to bring this up. I want to focus in on this idea of what Jesus is feeling, because I think it's probably a good reminder for us in the midst of these crazy times that we're experiencing. A lot of my sermons, a lot of my messages that I've been sharing throughout the course of recent weeks has focused in on that, as we've all been isolated in one way or another. Many of us are just staying home. Many of us are trying to find a new normal as we work remotely. Some of us are no longer working. Some of us are working extra to try and fight the spread of disease. There's just all kinds of tension in the air. You can almost cut it with a knife. It's palpable. And I think we're all feeling it. There have been times throughout recent weeks that have been very hard. For me personally, there have been other times that have still been joyful and good, things that have been wonderful, even the recent wonderfully warm, sunny, bright, spring-like, even summer-like weather that we've experienced earlier this week has been evidence of that. There have been good things, but there have also been incredibly hard things. I'm going to own something right now. Today, for me, has been a hard day. And I won't go into great details as to why that doesn't really matter. But today is a day that I find myself emotional. I find myself worked up. I find myself saddened, weepy. I find myself mourning the separation from you as the community of Underwood Lutheran. I find myself mourning the normalcy of what Holy Week is supposed to look like. I find myself mourning the loss of these shared experiences that I'm used to having. 
it's been hard. And not to say that I'm Jesus in any way, shape, or form, and what he experienced is in any way the same as what I'm experiencing, but Jesus' activity, Jesus' anxiety, Jesus' experience that we hear about in the night in which he was betrayed mirrors the fact that he was reacting, that he knew that this was not right, and yet he went through it. Likewise, whatever we are feeling, whatever sense seems to be prevalent for us, whether it's joy in one moment or sadness in another or anger in another or just strangeness or even numbness, whatever we're feeling, it's not wrong. What we are going through these days is not normal and it's not okay. And it's okay to not be okay. I think Jesus himself showed us that. And yet in the midst of everything that Jesus went through, in the midst of everything that he knew at the Last Supper was about to happen, he still gave a gift to the disciples. He washed their feet. He gave them the example of servant leadership. And then he said, he went one step farther. He says, and now you should do this for one another. And I give you a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. This is how the world will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And I think that's an important takeaway for us to consider. The presence of Jesus in the world, even after his death and resurrection and his eventual ascension back into heaven, Jesus is not physically around, but we are the body of Christ. We are called to reveal his continued presence empowered through the Holy Spirit in our actions and in our words and in the way that we care for one another and we care for our neighbors and we care for this world around us. Jesus said over and over again in his ministry, what are the most important commandments? Love God and love your neighbor. The entire law and the prophets is built upon these. And I think that's what we need to remember. In the midst of all of this stuff going on, how do we continue to care for one another? How do we continue to stay connected to one another and show the light of Christ blazing in the darkness of the world that is around us, in the darkness that perhaps we just feel within ourselves in the midst of stuff that we don't know how to deal with? Jesus gave us Holy Communion. And again, we're not celebrating it tonight, but this is the night in which Jesus Institute. And he told us every time you eat of the bread and drink of the wine, remember this. Do it in remembrance for what he is accomplishing this week. Monday, Thursday is a celebration. But immediately after it, we move towards Good Friday and the darkness that envelops everything, the darkness that surrounds Jesus, the passion, the torture, the execution. Jesus dies. But there is good news for us. There is something that we should remember, something that we should hold on to in the midst of all this, all of this stuff that makes no sense, all of this stuff that is not normal, all of this stuff that might make us feel this high in one moment and this low in the next. Easter's coming. And even if we are not gathered here together physically, even if we aren't here to listen to the trumpets, even if we are not here in this building, Jesus will still be risen. 
that grave will still be empty and the promises that are made through the death and the resurrection of Jesus remain. Because not even death can beat him. And that means that not even this stuff can beat him. Yes, perhaps we're feeling difficult times. We're feeling a swirl of emotions that make no sense and we don't know how to react to it. And that's okay. The human Jesus, the man Jesus did too. And yet the promise remains that nothing will separate us from the love that he has expressed through his ongoing actions on the cross and then when he walked out of that tomb. Let us hold on to that because, folks, Sunday's coming.